Welcome back to episode 12 of an Irish Simpsons chat show. Kian here again, uh, delighted to be back. And this week I'm joined by another Kian, uh, Kian Mortimer, who is very involved in People for Profit, the Galway Anti-Racism Network and the Socialist Workers Network. So welcome onto the show, Kian. All right, thanks for having me. So yeah, I suppose first and foremost, I mean, I, I've listed off a, a series of groups you work with there, but do you want to maybe give us a quick insight into your work with um, Garn and uh, I suppose the work that they do generally? Yeah, thanks. I suppose I've become, I've really become in active with the Galway Anti-Racism Network in the last year or so, but it's been on the go for the last the last few years now. I suppose last year we had a really big rally in Galway about the, the indirect provision rally around the time of the Uchtarard. Uh, fiasco, and that drew a really big, uh, that drew a really big reaction from from the a, a wide range of people in Galway City. So that was great to see. I suppose we like we have meetings every week, and we try to help out the community as much as possible. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose um, for people who who aren't too aware, um, have you been? I suppose you've probably been very busy the last while, especially given the the Black Lives Matter movement things like that. Has it been difficult to, to keep organised during lockdown? Yeah, it's especially we've kept going with the weekly meetings, but they're were over Zoom, of course, and we had a trial with a few in-person meetings, but that really that really fell off, and there was a lot of miscommunication and stuff trying to get everything organised over Zoom, so it's been hard to organise much the last couple of months. But I suppose the last major thing we did was sort of the we did an online. We did an online series of events and protests around the Black Lives Matter movement. But yeah, it's really hard to organize things when people are can't meet up in person. Yeah, and I'm sure that's something that a lot of people have kind of felt the last while. And it, it's, it's, it can be a bit frustrating, for sure. Um, and I suppose, again, another uh, organization that I'd be very interested in is the, the Socialist Workers Network. For people who aren't too familiar, um, Obviously, they'd be forgiven given there's a lot of these kind of socialist organizations. But do you want to give an insight into the work that, that they do and specifically, I suppose, the work that you've done with them? Yeah, I suppose it's a bit complicated. People always get mixed up between PVP and SWN because I suppose for people who don't know, SWN is kind of like a an independent but an independent group within PVP that works with PVP. I suppose mainly the main aim that SWN has moved towards has sort of been more uh, theory and educa educational, and over the we've taken really over the lockdown we've taken the opportunity to do a few educationals. Like I remember we had a meeting recently. I gave a talk on on sort of the the link between class and racism, you know, in the context of the Black Lives Matter movement, which I thought was interesting. We got a lot out of that. So I think it's just good that we have these discussions regularly in the SWN just to to obviously touch up on digital theory but to link it into what's going on in the world today to keep everything relevant yeah a hundred percent and i suppose it's very important for people to, to be able to have that opportunity and i suppose with regards to you personally what was it that got you kind of active and vocal in um left-wing politics in ireland i suppose uh the first time i sort of became interested in politics itself i suppose was back around the time I finished, I not finished, I started secondary school. And I remember a funny story of, I suppose, the first time I remember becoming politically aware was, I, was, I think I was 13, it was around the, the t it was when we started studying Irish history in, in secondary school. And I remember we started studying the early 20th century. 
Irish history, you know, like the black and tans and stuff. And our teacher was explaining about like unionism. I remember I asked very tongue in cheek if if unionists don't if unionists want to be British, why don't they move to Britain? Of course, I see now that's it's very nuanced, but I thought it was funny just at the time. And the t the expression I got from the teacher, she was very confused and just like that's not how it works. Yeah, I suppose my interest in politics sort of stemmed from republicanism because as soon as we started studying the sort of Irish history, I can see from my results sort of history suddenly became my my favorite subject. And from from republicanism, I started looking into socialism, etc. And then I suppose it's only in the last year or so since I started the university that I've been able to get involved, like hands-on involved. And I joined Keep Before Profit earlier this year. Excellent. And I suppose for people who are, who might be interested in uh, specifically in, in PVP and maybe in PVP and UIG, do you want to maybe give an insight into your plans for the year ahead? Yeah, I suppose it's, everything's a bit more confused now because because of the we don't know what's going on with the college, how it will be returned. But the plan was anyway that we we're going to have try have events nearly every week, because like the last major thing we did before the. The last major thing we did before the lockdown, I don't know if you noticed it, I've seen something, was got, something similar happening in UCC as well. We did the, the camp out about the rent, the rent strikes, and that was PVP with a load of other political groups on campus came together to do that. Yeah, I, I know, I, I saw it, it's, uh, it's still going, it's been really, really strong. I, I was really impressed by the, the one in UCC, of course, as well, but um, especially in NUIG, um, I think there's been some really strong activism. Is, is it rip off NUIG is the slogan that you're using in front of? Oh yeah, who's we've been. Who's interested? 100% check it out. Um, has there been much movement on that in recent weeks? The on the rent, the yeah, the, yeah they they went back on the rent increases. Oh, that's fantastic! It's great news. I was seeing. Uh, I don't want to name too many names because I would only leave someone out. But there's been some really fantastic work. It's great to see um, people listening, and hopefully we can hear something similar coming out of uh, of UCC. Oh yeah, just on the you mentioned the ripoff NYG. We've put out a couple. We've had a couple statements out in the press recently because we're really we're. That's the next thing we're going to be focusing on. I suppose we've taken a really strong stance about the the fees and the repeat fees, and I I I'm still waiting to hear back from the president because I wrote to him uh, last week about scrapping the fees for the year ahead, and we've called on students to boycott the repeat fees. Yeah, I'm. I, what's the exact figure of those repeat fees? I saw it and I was pretty horrified. Uh, two hundred ninety-five euro. Is that uh, per exam or is that as a general? Uh, case? no, that's if you do one exam or three exams, it's still two two hundred ninety-five. And all these exams are taking place online, is am I correct? Is it? Uh, I think they are. Well, I know all of my all of my exams were online anyway. Like for sociology and politics, I literally did. An online multiple choice test, and to pay 300 euro, 295 euro to reset an online multiple choice exam is ridiculous. And like yeah, that's, last year, that's, when that's, I start when I started in university, I like I looked into the figures and everything because like the fees they're charged are mental, like, and mm -hmm. the the university are drawing in huge profits, like, for the the most recent accounts are 2018, and uh, reserve. The money that's been held in the reserve is around 258 million, but yet they still need to charge 295 euro per piece exam fee. It's ridiculous. And all it's doing yeah. is it's 
it's turning potential students off coming to NUIG. Like I've heard a lot of students recently saying just they're not coming to NUIG anymore because anytime NUIG is in the news, it's the, about the president taking taxis up and down to Dublin. It's about the rent increases, it's about the fees, about the repeat exams. And it's just, it's turned people off coming to Galway. It's sad to see. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've seen, there's plenty of petitions and things still going around, I suppose, that people can sign. It is, like, you've you've, give, you've kind of laid it bare there that it's it's, it's a fairly scandalous um, amount of money, especially in the, the times people just don't have that same amount of, of money to be, and they, they shouldn't be expected to, to spend that. And I, I suppose as a lighter question before, um, before jumping into the second part, uh, I've noticed from your Twitter, you're a big football fan. Um, who exactly do you support and how, how did the last day of the Premier League go for you? Uh, well, I suppose I'd, I suppose mainly I'd be a season ticket holder in Guy United. So I'd followed the Premier League more as generally, but I wasn't too happy to see United scra- scrape in on the last day. I'd be very similar thinking to you. I'd be a, a Cork City season ticket holder myself. Um, I think he dumped us out of the cup last year, so uh, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was and, the uh, one of the one of the only good days up in Guy United for a long time. Yeah, I don't think Cork City had a single shot and target in that game, and um, I think it was our last game before Fenn came in. Not that things have turned too drastically since then, but um, I, as a former uh, diehard Man United fan, kind of fell away since I started going to the cross. I, there was a little bit of happiness to see him getting in, but um, it's been a great season for football. Um, are you looking forward to? Well, I was going to say you're looking forward to back to the League of Ireland. Were you disappointed to see that the uh, the online package didn't extend to the first division? No, but uh, the guy and I should have released their own package anyway, so I'm happy enough with that. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, are they? Is that for all home games or is that all games for the rest of the season? Uh, I'm not sure. I know. Th- I just I heard recently there's they're releasing the streaming service free for. Uh, season ticket holders and they're also they're holding a draw because they can hold 53 people in at home games so they're going to let they're going to have a raffle of season ticket holders to fill those 53 places for season tickets to attend in person well that's fantastic a nice little i suppose novel way of doing it so you'll be hoping to get into a few games um well, yeah, I suppose with that, it's been a, a nice little chat um, about your involvement for the first half. And um, and in the second half, we're going to come back and discuss uh, what is a really classic episode, and I'm so happy to have been able to rewatch it, which is Season 8, Episode 1, Treehouse of Horror 7. So, America, take a good look at your beloved candidates. They're nothing but hideous space reptiles. Oh. It's true. We are aliens, but what are you going to do about it? It's a two-party system. You have to vote for one of us. Right, this is a two-party system. Well, I believe I'll vote for a third-party candidate. Go ahead. Throw your vote away. (laughs) (laughs) My fellow Americans. As a young boy, I dreamed of being a baseball. But tonight, I say, we must move forward, not backward, upward, not forward, and always twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. Welcome back to part two of an Irish Simpsons chat show. Um, still here, two Keans, um, back for part two, and. We're going to be discussing Season 8, Episode 1, which is Treehouse of Horror 7. Um, and I suppose for people who mightn't be fully aware of all the Treehouse of Horrors, this is the one with Hugo, Bart's twin brother, 
uh, the one where Lisa creates her own little uh, universe in a petri dish, and Citizen Kang, which has the two presidential candidates um, being the two aliens. So I suppose first and foremost, Keen, um, why did you choose this episode? I suppose when I was trying to pick the episode, it was a hard enough decision, so I got down to a couple ones, which is sort of the the last exit from Springfield with the, you know, the trade union vibes in it, and then I was also I was thinking about a controversial one when they find out that Skinner isn't Skinner, just because that's kind of a turning point in the show, although probably for a bad reason. But I said I'd go with the classic uh, Treehouse of Horror because those were always my favorite ones growing up, and. The, the, particularly the last segment on, on it about the election is very relevant now. You know, uh, it's a two-party system. You have to vote for one of them. I was about to say, I think it's probably my, one of my favourite lines in the entire show. It's just so good. Um, yeah, I mean, Trios of Horrors, we've had one on the show so far, and that was the the Shining one, and it's a that's a classic. But I'd say this is probably up there with surely the best um, Trios of Horror. It's just, it's it's so good. And like you say, um, each of the three segments are three absolute classics. Um, I was reading beforehand that one of the show's producers really didn't like the last one with the, the presidential candidates because usually The Simpsons doesn't like to uh, try to date their episodes. But I mean, even though it's very particularly about one of the presidential elections, it still stands so true. Like you say, it's a two-party system. You have to vote for one of us. And uh, Homer at the end saying, don't blame me, I voted for Kodos. Um, it, it kind of, um, even though it's very specific to, to the, I think it's the 1996 election, it's crazy how relevant it is today, you know? Yeah, even more so than no one was recording early. <laughs> Absolutely, with with, uh, with the, the options in front of people nowadays. And I suppose out of the three um, segments, I know you said Citizen Citizen Kang is, is your favourite, but I mean, is, that, is there any particular reason aside from, I suppose, its relevance that, that, that it stands out for you? Yeah, the, the second one, the, the middle one, I just thought was a very interesting concept, the way it was run about the little the little world in the petri dish and then them looking up to Lisa as God. I thought as well just at the interest the the very start I noticed. I think that was this was the first one where they didn't have the little wraparound at the start of, you know, Marge comes out and tells everyone how scary it is. Yeah, I remember reading about I was actually reading about that a few weeks back and I'd always thought as a kid that that was kind of a joke or, you know, um, a parody. But it turns out they were actually kind of true. They were actually genuinely giving a warning to kids that it might be a little bit scary. And I, I, I noticed that as well. I wasn't sure if it was the first one, but it, it is. Yeah, it's um, a really, really great one. And I, I think the, the one of the best bits of the second part is that it's uh, I think it's a parody of one of the episodes of um, the Twilight Zone. But it doesn't, you know, a lot of the newer Simpsons kind of. The parody is, haha, we're making a joke about whatever. Whereas, you know, if you had never seen The Twilight Zone, which most people probably haven't, uh, I think no, I've only seen one or two episodes. Yeah, it totally stands on its own two feet, and it's it's a great little little episode. Um, the fact that they view Lisa as God and Bart as the devil, and um, th- 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 there's just so the many good in, little jokes in it. The bit in the middle where they zo- oh they've reached the Renaissance and they zoom in, and you've got your man nailing his little theses to the cathedral door. The little uh, Martin Luther, yeah, it was. Uh, we discovered Lutheranism, <laughs> and um, I always loved as a kid, and I, I still loved it now. I had a big smile on my face. The bit where the the ships come out of the dish and they attack Bart, just yeah. the way that's filmed, like it's like Star Wars or something. It's so I, I'm a big sci-fi fan. Their own little little anti anti-imperialist micro people. Yeah, it was it was really really good, and um, the the way they filmed it, uh, like most of the time it's just you don't get that kind of cartoony violence, but when it was flying in one ear through his eyes and out the other and the little smoke came out of his head 
uh, I was I was loving it. Um, I think as a kid, the Hugo episode is one that really stood out to me. There's some proper kind of creepy bits in it as well, yeah. but it's obviously so iconic. I thought the Starfield was was the the first conversation was really funny when they when they you know they're around the kitchen and they're like, oh, what, they're just like, imagine Marge and Homer trying to act like there's nothing there, and Homer w- walks out of the kitchen, fish heads, fish heads. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when when Homer uh, says uh, we've got four kids, me and your and Marge goes, uh, no, you've got three kids. It's all three very nosy very kids. <laughs> and I'll tell you what happens to nosy kids. It's such such a great trails of horror because it like i said it just it, it each of them i say it every week but the fact the amount they managed to cram in to the whole thing is just amazing um the the hugo episode could be an episode of itself yeah. you know and just like the yeah. little things spot spot around that you had that you nearly wouldn't even notice if you weren't looking properly like when they go up and Ho- homer's autobiography yeah the, oh, I, I, was, I, I saw they knew me yeah, I saw an, uh, a, a post there um, in saying the things that were in the attic, and there's a load of references to older episodes. So, like, um, a book about the B Sharps, Homer's barbershop quartet, quartet band is sitting there, and there's a series of uh, of different things drawing back to other Simpsons episodes. It's a really kind of good one for for proper fans of the show, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and I suppose um, moving on, um, if you don't mind me asking, and it's a it's a little one, so I don't mind uh, having a bit a quick think. But um, who's your favorite character in The Simpsons, and why? I suppose from the main characters, maybe probably Homer, just the the staple, the staple comedic force throughout it. But then the, you know you have a lot of sort of minor characters that that have their own sort of uh, their own bit throughout the whole show. Like, what was it, Bumblebee Man? And uh, yeah, I know Homer just seems to throw up all of the classic moments. You know, if I'm thinking about thinking back on my the sort of moments that stand out stand out from the show, my mind is like the iconic moments. They seem to revolve around Homer. Yeah, I think for the first few seasons, it's always kind of strange to to see the way it shifts. I think the first while they were kind of really focused on Bart, and I always found that Bart wasn't really that kind of interesting as a main character. You know, it, it, he was very kind of. Um, all his episodes seemed very much the same that he he just learned a lesson. Whereas when it's Homer, he gets up to kind of such strange and crazy antics. You know, it's it's just um, it's fantastic. You know, he's a, he's a great character. We had someone saying him before, and I, 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 like that, that's that's absolutely fine. Obviously, we've had multiple people saying multiple characters, and it's great to hear people saying why. Um, and I suppose the thing I love about Homer is that, and it's not really seen in the later seasons, but it's definitely seen in the earlier ones. Um, is that he's always trying his best for his family, you know, even if he messes up, even if he's, you know, I'm not sure exactly when that changes, but I know later on, he seems to get a little bit more kind of cruel and he, he's kind of being a bit more mean, especially to Marge, whereas early on, you know, he's always trying his best and things just don't work out for him. And I think that can be, we've, we've all felt like that, you know, we're trying yeah. our best and things just I, aren't going our way. I know it's like in the, the earlier seasons, as you, as you mentioned, it's kind of like focus on him being sort of like a working class father trying to, put things together but as the the show goes on into the sort of the later series it kind of just seems to be more focused on focused on him being a drunk idiot and just being stupid like yeah i mean like just like you said there earlier i know we'll probably want to chat about it a little bit uh, later on or in a few minutes but um even like when he becomes leader of his union he's not the most kind of um 
genius union leader. He's not like this kind of revolutionary man fighting the big guy. But he's, you know, giving it his best and trying. And, you know, he's willing to step up when he's when he's asked. And that's, that's like you said, he, he's 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 always trying to, to, to find a good angle in the earlier seasons. I think as well you can see in episodes like, um, you know, where they ban alcohol and Homer comes in and he, he has a great idea of how to, he's able to brew his own alcohol. He's not just, like you say, a drunken idiot. Whereas then when you go on later, he, he's really just kind of used as comedic effect and he just does very stupid things like when he becomes fat so he doesn't have to go to work and the joke is oh because he's so fat yeah. he saves the whole city you know yeah although that remember the that did throw up one one of the most overused sort of memes from the simpson run remember when he is sets the bird thing token on the one button on the laptop on the computer i mean yeah, it's a it, that's that's one of the ones on the Simpsons fans that people just kind of put their opinion on. It's one of those ones that isn't exactly the most uh, smart meme to be using, you know. And I suppose just as last question, that's kind of a, a person around my own age because I've had some older people and I've asked this question: is what's your memory of watching The Simpsons as a kid? Did, is it something that you kind of really, really like stuck on the whole time, or you know, how how did you engage with the show? I remember it was kind of. It was always on around six o'clock, say it might be on RT at half five, channel six at six and sky one around half six and it'd always be on around that sort of that sort of uh, time slot. But unlike other shows like if you went on to Comedy Central, Friends would be on nearly twenty four seven. The Simpsons was only kind of on in that slot, so I'd always try and put on The Simpsons whenever I could just to watch it. So it was kind of it was more of a reserved thing. To, to try and watch it around that six o'clock slot every day. Yeah, it's something that I think a lot of people our age had that. I remember a friend of mine telling me that he had still had it kind of stuck in his head that the one week a year when the Galway race was on, which I think is actually this week, that the Simpsons wouldn't be on and it would always haunt him that he'd kind of throw it on in the evening after school and uh, suddenly the Simpsons wasn't on. So I think it's it's really stuck out for, for Irish people. Like you said, things like Friends, I think we've all probably seen those episodes a hundred times, whereas you can still kind of throw on old episodes of the Simpsons and go, oh, I haven't seen this episode in years, you know, and they, they haven't they haven't aged in the same way that Friends has aged so horribly. And I know you said to me in the in the in the sorry when I was texting you beforehand, um, that you you're basically just a, a ball of Simpsons references. Um, what's your favorite ref? What's your most used reference? Actually, th- this is one of the the reasons I picked the Treehouse of Horror ones. I I've used the the sort of you know. When they're doing the debate, uh, we must move forwards, not backwards, upwards, not forwards, and always twirling, twirling, twirling towards victory. That scene just always reminds me of Eamon Ryan, so I've used that a lot recently. <laughs> oh, poor Eamon. I'm not about We've had we've had two Green Party candidates, or not candidates, sorry, two Green Party members on in the last few weeks, and both have have left subsequently. So this is appears to be very much an anti-Green Party podcast at this point. So you're keeping up the narrative. It's a, it's a out of all the things to quote in that debate, I think you've uh, you've picked out one that I had never I I'd forgotten totally about till I watched it, and it was it was hilarious. I mean that whole debate is just full of that whole that whole segment is just full of fantastic moments. You know, whether it be Bob Dole and Bill Clinton holding hands going down the street, and the, you know the advisor pulling them over, it's just oh they're, they're fantastic. And the, oh, and the other one from that episode, uh, abortions, uh, no abor- ab- no abortions, boo, abortions for everyone, boo abortions for some and miniature american flags for others 
<laughs> I think it fairly adequately sums up American politics, which is just like yeah. uh, halfway. You know, we'll give you some, we'll give you kind of false promises, and as long as we've tiny American flags, we'll all be happy. And I mean, like you said earlier, it, it's so relevant today. Um, I just think it's it's such a great episode, and I think that's another actually. Just when you said Homer earlier in that episode, Homer keeps trying his best, and everyone views him as the bumbling idiot, and he actually goes and he you know he he's um. He say he's trying to save the day so many times, whether it be trying to save Clinton and Dole, uh, whether that would have been saving America or not. <laughs> um, and Homer, you know, lets him out of the ship into space, um, and then when he comes yeah. back and he tries to to stop them, <laughs> and the the joke about the third par- party candidate always gets me as well. And Kang says, "Go ahead and throw away your vote," and obviously Kang goes on to win the election ahead of the third party U.S. candidate. I think it's just it's just fantastic. Yeah, but uh, actually as well. In, I remember when he was on the spaceship, they spray him a rum so no one would believe him. And then in the later series, like in this, they spray him rum to portray him as a, stu- as a bumbling drunk so that no one would believe him. And then later on the show, that's basically just his character. Yeah, I think that's a pretty pretty good way of putting it, you know, that he just becomes a, almost like a parody of himself, just the drunk guy that no one, that everyone laughs at and no one believes. That, that's, I'd never even really looked at it like that. It's a good way of looking at this episode kind of warns of what is going to happen to Homer. But um I know, just I, I just thought when you're asking me about what my favorite uh Simpsons moment to share was just the I don't know if you've seen Frankyak.com is is really become a staple use for me because whenever whenever I see something a bit random, like especially in like people in PvP Galway know that half of what I respond on the group chat is just like random Sim- Simpsons references the that pop into my mind, and then I go into Frankiac and make a meme just relating to the conversation. Yeah, I, I think it, that that website is just such a such a fantastic uh, resource. I think it's pretty much keeping Irish Simpsons fans, or sorry, Ireland Simpsons fans alive at this point. Um, the fact you can, I, I don't even want to know how or how long that man spent, or woman, whoever it was, spent on making that website with every single frame of however many uh, seasons of the episode of The Simpsons. But I suppose with that, Keen, I, I, it's been a lovely time chatting to you. You're one of those people, I, I think, um, I was talking to Dean after the last episode, who I'd been seeing on Twitter, retweeted a lot, and someone that I'd meant to, to get on. And we followed each other this week, so it was uh, I was able to send you a DM. So it's great to have you on. Is there anything you want to shout out before um, before we wrap up? Uh, Ash Leon Totsky, TD. Uh, L-E-O-N-T-H-O-T-S-K-Y, TD. Typical Trotskyite. I'm very jealous of your uh, of your at. I'll be quite quite honest. Um, so thanks a million to everyone who's listened out. Um, we're available at Simpsons Show IE on Twitter and Instagram, and um, there should be another episode coming out this Friday. Thanks to Kean for coming on again. Whoa, that's a good squishy. Yo.